Hi, and welcome back to Tell Me What Happened, the podcast that features folks from all walks of life telling us one childhood experience that they've had and how that event has impacted their lives as an adult. I'm your host, Jay Rehack, and like you, I've had my share of childhood experiences, some very positive and some of them quite painful. But I like to think that whatever happened to me has helped make me the person I am today. Tell Me What Happened is sponsored by Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books, including Susan Salador's classic, I've Got Peace in My Fingers. Tell Me What Happened is also sponsored by LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you. It's free, and your children and your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren will appreciate it. That's LaughSaver.com. All right, today I have as my guest a friend of mine, a man I've known tangentially over the years, Randy Richardson. Randy is an attorney and an award-winning journalist. He is the founding member and first president of the nonprofit Chicago Writers Association. That's how I know Randy, actually. Anyway, Randy, welcome to the show. Hi, Jay. Uh, thank you for having me on the podcast. Well, I look forward to hearing your story. I know you're a bit of a storyteller, Randy, as you're a writer. Are you ready to tell your story? I think I am as ready as I'll ever be. All right. Well, let me just tell you how it goes and the audience how it goes. I'll do my best to stay out of your story. At the end, I'm going to come back and ask you how you think that childhood experience or story has impacted who you are today. Are you ready to go? Let's do it. Take it away, Randy. First of all, I just want to say that I, I love the idea behind this podcast. As you mentioned, I tell a lot of stories, and those usually turn into fiction or creative nonfiction. And most of those are inspired by things that uh, occurred in my youth. And so it was very difficult to choose just one for this podcast. I have a lot of what I call big event stories. I, you know, that had a car crash story. I had a, a story about a going into anaphylactic shock from a penicillin shot. I have a story about losing my virginity. The story that I ended up choosing is not a big event story at all. It's a very small event story, but it happens in the context of a bigger event. And it was the story that was recently published in the Storyteller's True Stories About Love book. And that's how you ended up contacting me. So that's why I chose it. So just to set the scene, the year is 1971. And I am 10 years old. And I am in fifth grade. And I'm living in the south suburb, and in a south suburb of Chicago. And at the time, I thought I was living what was a pretty idyllic childhood. I was very shy, but I, but I had a lot of friends. I got good grades in school. Uh, I was good in sports. I really didn't think I had much to complain about. And I was basically happy with my life. And then the world that I knew came crashing down. It was in the summer of 1971 when my parents told me and my sister that they were divorcing and that my dad would be moving out and that eventually we'd also be moving. So eventually that meant that I'd be going to a different school. And it just felt like I was 
losing everything, everything that I knew. I was losing the family that I knew. I was losing all the friends that I knew. And I was losing the house that I knew. And I just remember in the days that followed that my, my parents, they all seemed like different people to me. Like the people that I knew, I just didn't feel like I knew them anymore. And I didn't understand that. And the house that I knew, it didn't seem like the same place anymore. It just, it felt incredibly quiet all the time. And I thought about all these things usually when I would go to bed and I would basically cry myself to sleep every night. And I, it was just an incredibly sad time as and I'm sure any kid who goes through a divorce goes through the same kind of things. So the, the story really begins one day when my mom tells me and my sister that we're going to take a drive. And she doesn't say where we're going or why we're doing it. And so my sister and I both kind of look at each other and go shrug our shoulders and wonder what's going on. And I remember sitting in the back seat of the car and, you know, my sister, you know, sits as far away from me as possible. And I, at the time I was thinking like how we probably could not have been farther apart, but probably in some ways had never been closer than we'd ever been in our lives. And I also started thinking how it just felt good to be out of that house at the time. And so my mom keeps driving and I don't know exactly how far it was. It seemed like a long drive, but it was probably only like a half hour. And she eventually parks in the parking lot of Children's Bargain Town. Now, if you're my age, you probably remember these stores. They were the Toys R Us before there was Toys R Us. There are just these huge stores filled with toys. And so my mom turns around from the front seat. She looks at my sister and I, and she tells us that we can pick out one toy each. And so my sister and I look, each, look at each other, you know, all giddy, thinking, okay, this is like Christmas in July. You know, we get to choose any toy we want in this huge store. And I remember walking into that store and at the time feeling like it was just incredibly overwhelming. And it wasn't just this store and these giant aisles filled with all these toys and the decision that I had to make in terms of choosing one toy out of all these toys. It was the, re the reality of my new life that the life that I knew was never ever going to be the same. So my sister, who was two years younger than me, she selects a doll, which is what you would probably expect a eight-year-old girl to pick. I picked out a $10 hockey helmet. And I remember my mom looking at me when I came up to the cash register with this $10 hockey helmet, and she was looking at me rather strangely. And she asks, are you sure that's what I wanted? And you know, she was just confused by my choice and she had good reason to be confused because I didn't play hockey and I could barely skate. I had really not ever shown any interest in hockey. I was always a baseball player. That was my sport. But I told her this is what I wanted and she goes, okay. And so we, she buys me this $10 hockey helmet. And so the last part of the story is I remember sitting in the back seat of that car and I ripped off the tags off the helmet and I put it on my head and it's way, way too tight and it feels kind of strange. 
but it also feels good because I feel like I'm protected. Like this is going to protect me for anything that I'm not expecting in the future. And that was the moment that stuck with me through all these years. It's this very small moment that happened in the context of this obviously very big moment in my life. Randy, that was great. I'm so sad for that little guy and for your sister as well. But those of us who are writers (laughs) or even not writers can appreciate a little young guy putting on a helmet trying to protect himself from the emotional blow that he's suffered already and he is not looking for another blow. I mean, it's a perfect metaphor for what little kids go through. And it's like, I wish hockey helmets would keep them from having to suffer like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm sure that I not consciously realized any of that when I bought it, but, you know, maybe subconsciously I did. That's incredible. I mean, I will never, I tell you this from the heart, I will never look at a hockey helmet the same way again. (laughs) It definitely... Yeah, it resonates with me. I don't know. I, I, I don't know your, your particular experience. I my, my folks did not divorce, but I wrote a book many years ago called Blows to the Head, and it was about 15 shots that I took to the head. So, hmm. and you know, some were emotional, some physical, and we've all, we've all taken some shots. And you, you basically are telling us a story of a blow to sure. the head for sure. Randy, how do you think that that event has impacted you as an adult? Well, it... it... It, I did not learn how to play hockey, <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, but I, I think more than anything, I, I learned from that about empathy. I learned that I wasn't the only one that was hurting. I saw probably for the first time that my sister was hurting. And I also probably saw for the first time that my parents were also hurting. And in, a, in another way, I also saw how a small act can make a big difference. And, you know, my sister and I, we didn't need, she didn't need that doll. I didn't need that hockey helmet, not, you know, it, for any reason other than for a comfort level. But what we needed more than anything was to know that we were still loved. And that's what my mom was showing us. And that's what I learned from that. And that's what I hope that I've brought on to my family, my son, and really just about anybody that I deal with. Uh, I think I learned pretty much who I was at that point. Wow. Well, again, I'm so sorry that you had to endure that. I'm, I know you're a successful attorney and a successful writer. So, and you, again, you, you actually said you, you used that painful story in your writing and so and it's in it's in a it's in a book you said right what's the name of the book it's called storytellers true stories about love it just came out a local publisher put it together fantastic well i'll have to take a look at it well i want to thank you for being on the show randy and opening up yourself to the to this i mean i know that you're a writer so the idea with that is they said, somebody said, Tolstoy or somebody said, writing is easy. You just sit down and open up a vein. And <laughs> that's what you've done for us and for the, for the listeners and obviously for your readers. So thank you for that. 
Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. It was uh, fun to, uh, I, I actually like going back and reliving my past and thinking about it and looking about looking at how it has affected me. And I, I, that's why I like the idea of your podcast. Well, thank you. All right. Well, that's Randy Richardson. I'd like to thank Randy for coming on the show. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Sidelining Publishing, publishers of quality books. And I'd like to thank LaughSaver.com. Visit LaughSaver.com and record your laughter. We'll keep it for you now and forever. It's free and your family will appreciate it. All right, so I'm going to end this show as I often do with Susan Salador's classic, The Boo Boo Blues. So until next time, this is Jay Rehack asking you all to please stay safe out there and try not to hurt anybody. Fix it for you.